When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Describe this team in 63 words. Ready, go. Poignant. 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 Cut it. <laughs> We are coming at you live from the Bruise and Bruins studios in, well, part of it's in Maine, part of it's in San Diego. We are the Bruise and Bruins podcast, a the Hockey Podcast Network podcast presented by Bruins diehards, Pride diehards, and DraftKings. I'm Drew Johnson. We're here with Cam Hasbrook and Chris Gear, uh, the flirt, the Fern Flamon of podcasting. Um, Fern Flamon's also now, I'll note, my uh, NHL 23 player. Uh, uh, incredible is, is that how it's pronounced because i've been going with flamin yeah i think flamin is way better maybe it's, i don't think or maybe it's florida man fla <laughs> man <laughs> i just Burn florida man. like shouts to hockey of tomorrow uh tweeting out like prompt tweets and things uh, for me to just shit post on uh, <laughs> <Slam dunk laughs> like the who is the first person you think of when you see the number 10 and i'm just like fern flamin of course flamin. uh but uh yeah so check us out on twitter at bruise and bruins and scroll way down if you want to know more about that joke uh, <laughs> between two fern flamins or flamins or florida mans um Anyway, before we get into beers, I I must toast I must toast the Quinnipiac Bobcats men's hockey team won the national championship um, after defeating Minnesota in the final at the Frozen Four. Uh, they were down two nothing in the second, uh, got one back in the second, and then another in the third, pretty late forcing OT and then 10 seconds into overtime. Uh, the program's first and uh, Coach Ram Pecknold has been with that organization since before they were a D1 team back in the 90s and kind of just brought them to where they are today. He has the most, uh, <clears throat> I don't know if it was the most win. I think it is in the NCAA wins. That seems like there's way other, there's like so no, many coaches not. that have been there for so no, long. There's something, <laughs> he had, it's some, 
he has the most wins in some category. I don't know if it's ECAC maybe or, or something like that. But anyway, good for him. Good for the organization. It's someone who went there for five semesters. It's pretty good for me too. <laughs> Randomly, um, a lot of pride in that school that I haven't had since like 2018. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so cheers to the Bobcats. Um, it, but also... All three of us can cheers. Well, you guys can cheers to that too. All three of us can cheers to the Bruins breaking the all-time wins record in a season 63 for Brad Marchand. And thus, we must rate our beers on a scale of 1 to 63. Ooh, uh, who wants to kick up. us off? Wow. Mm. I will go ahead and do that. Um, I have got myself a mango cart from Golden Road. Um, I had this on the podcast plenty of times. 4.0% alcohol. Just a real banger of a beer here. Um, it is both drinkable and tasteable. I think the one ding on it, drinkability-wise, is the uh, sweetness. So I wouldn't wouldn't say you should drink a thousand of these. You'll probably get a pretty mean hangover. Um, so that's a it's like a fifty-two drinkability, and then tasteability. Oh, it's so tasteable. It tastes like mangoes, uh, mm. straight off of a mango cart. Um, a thing that I've never seen, but I'm sure exists. Uh, let's go with let's go with 63 tasteability. Who a full Brad Marshawn? Um, I want to apologize to Lancey first of all for this whole 63 thing. He's gonna really fuck up his, his spreadsheets. He may have to well, have a well, you just divide that. right and come up with some averages. You see, I don't know, because I feel like the rating is very situational. Like, what it is on a scale of 63 might not be the same as what it is on a scale you of 37. You don't just multiply it by 37. No, 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 you multiply the, the it by 1. Like, 1.7. Mathematically, you would think so, but, like, in effect, you know, when you're rating it on a scale like of 63 philosophy. versus 37, like, you the might psychology. interpret it. Like, there's some inherent bias there, is what I'm saying. Okay. So. okay. Um, anyway, I'm drinking. I do like this, though. That being said, because I've had Blue Moon a couple times in the pod, and now I get a chance to change my rating, which I would have done anyway. Drinkability, pretty drinkable. I mean, it's Blue Moon out of 63. Wow, I don't even. I'm like normally I have like a base to jump from. I'm like really going off the map here. Uh, just go, multiply it by 1.7. I'm gonna go 38 for drinkability. Not quite, you know, like the crispiest of all beers, but. Um, you know, it's still like a pretty light beer as far as wheat beers go. Uh, tasteability pretty pretty high. I'll give it like a a fifty, like a smooth fifty. Nice, good old blue moon. Um, yeah, good old blue moon. I actually had a few of those uh, at when I was in Arizona last week. I wound up going to the uh, Diamondbacks opening day against the LA Dodgers and they had blue moon. That's always the old reliable when you see it at a bar or at a ball game, apparently great ballpark uh, here. Yeah. You don't really know what you want. You don't know if you want to try something new or you want an old reliable blue moon. I don't know why they just, they just are in the places where the regular beers that you you can go to and rely on art. It's just always there. You see yeah. it once in a blue it's moon. Like a trusty, like trusty, good second friend. Like, not like your best friend, but like yeah, good but, I mean, friend. You know, <laughs> I mean Miller Lite, of course. But maybe Blue well, Moon yeah, can be like the official second best friend of the Bruce Merritt's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah. We if anyone wants to fill that too, we, we don't even have a best friend so far. Um, because <laughs> Miller Lite hasn't gotten with us. I have a swish from Bissell Brothers. 
Um, I, I would call Bissell Brothers our best friend of the pod, beer wise. Yeah. I mean, they currently yeah. are actually. That is true. I just think I think of Peter more as a friend personally, Chris. I know Cam <laughs> does too. Yeah, because no. we I've never met, met this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Seems chill. <laughs> Listen to him on our Ran podcast. Ran the golf there. simulator last week. <laughs> I've seen pictures of his kids on Twitter that he posts. <laughs> That's all I know about him. Um, yeah, usually <laughs> we did a th- like a three-hour podcast. With him. I feel like he knows a little bit more. Than <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm saying from Chris's perspective. See, he me told and us Cam like know him, but all Chris, Chris no, just knows him from Twitter. He's <laughs> interacted with me via our podcast Twitter account. Yeah. Because he can't tell if it's me tweeting versus uh, you guys. I, I'm sure you can tell when it's Drew tweeting. Hopefully. Uh, that's uh, well, anyway, Drew, I do want to toast um, to your to your Bobcats, I guess. I was like kind of torn because on one hand, like as an RPI fan, I wanted like, – I'd like to see ECAC teams do well in the tournament because, like, you know, you want to have your conference be respected. And um, I think the ECAC has done a pretty good job of doing that the last, like, Decade or so, two decades really, actually. But um, it's up with Quinnipiac becoming D one. Just saying. Yeah, but that's kind of the other thing. It's like Quinnipiac like joined the show a little late, and then they started winning a lot. So like you know, I'm not a huge fan of them personally, but um, you know, it's it's a, it was it was it was a, it was a pretty impressive win. It was nice. That tying goal was sweet. Um, and then I saw because the head coach does seem great. I saw some interviews with him. I was watching after. Um, I think he was talking about how the play they ran off the faceoff, which won it for him, was like a set play they had worked on that one of their like assistant coaches had drawn up. I think. Oh, um, nice! Yeah, it's got to be so cool to like be that assistant coach and like, all right, like here's this play I came up with that we can try off with like a center ice faceoff, and then like you're in the national championship game in overtime, and your team runs it, and you bury one, whatever. Yeah. Like, that's kind yeah, of- I, I remember one of the players said they had practiced it like a hundred times. Um, and I feel like it's one of those, like, I feel like you see that in football, like the special teams, you'll mm-hmm. practice some sort of random player, like, you know, go for it on fourth, do a fake. Um, you practice it a bunch and then like rarely use it. And that's an instance where like, okay, we're going for goal in OT. Like, let's just whip this out right now in the opening face off. Why not? Um, and it worked out. Yeah, uh, I I do wish that ESPN would maybe find someone else to broadcast the games. Bucci seems cool, but he's not the best play-by-play announcer in my, in my opinion. But uh, I also wanted to make a toast to something a little bit more relevant to this podcast. Near is and it dear. the uh, SDSU men's basketball team who uh, sadly fell just short of the national championship in the men's bracket? Um yeah, I, uh, I just had to make sure that uh, I shouted them out. Uh, for those who don't know, that's where I went to grad school. Um, and uh, I mean, I guess congrats to Rob Schlosser and his uh, UConn Huskies. But yeah, that was pretty cool. They were gross. Um, I, I saw someone posted somewhere that uh, because of the Huskies, like because UConn won and Quinnipiac won, that Connecticut is now the sports capital of the world. Nah, um, and uh, <laughs> let's not let's not get carried away. I, w- <laughs> so I will say, say. Uh, New England has made a strong claim to uh, keeping Connecticut as a part of it. Uh, after the New England Patriots Instagram account congratulated Quinnipiac. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that it that's bold too because Quinnipiac, Southern Connecticut, so it's, it's right <laughs> by New Haven, and that's kind of where you get into New York. So, 
Um, yes. Bold, but I like it. I like it. That's that was a political move there. Yeah. Um, Don't the see thing the I, Jets doing that. The thing <laughs> I was alluding to was, oh, I really cherish this. I just saw it on Twitter earlier today for the first time. Nick Ritchie being put into <laughs> a pivotal fame. He a made pivotal it? shootout for the for the Calgary Flames. They needed. They needed. They needed. They absolutely needed to to win that game. And Daryl Sutter. God bless his heart. Said, "I know my man." In the in in the Big most clutch boy. of times to secure a playoff spot. I'm sorry, Jess. We're going with our big beefy boy, Nick Ritchie, in the goddamn shootout. I saw some really funny tweets. Shouts to uh, Greg Wyshynski, yeah. who tweeted the uh, the image of Andre Kopitar <laughs> addressing the Kings fans with the mm-hmm. quote, you guys hear that Daryl put Nick Ritchie in the shootout? <laughs> um, yeah, uh, incredible stuff. I, I love Nick Ritchie. Uh Daryl Sutter's quotes about it after the game were absolutely hilarious. Basically just saying stats don't matter, vibes only. <laughs> Love it. Love it. All about the vibes. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, he had a couple of, uh, you know, m- much more accomplished NHL scorers, such as Tyler Toffoli, available to him, but uh, decided to go with our big beefy boy, who I assume has never scored a shootout goal in his career. But, you know. Oh, man. Yeah, I just saw a great Steve Harvey meme. So that was... <laughs> uh. um, oh yeah, so drinkability. Uh, I'm gonna give, <laughs> I'm gonna give this uh, a a twelve just because uh, usually much more drinkable. But I wasn't planning on having a beer tonight, and last second I decided to. And I swish is a heavy one. Tasteability full. Not the full 63. We're going to go some Tim Schaller action 59. Oh, come on. Sorry, I'm watching the Bruins. Game. <laughs> oh, you don't like Tim Schaller? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Charlie Lindgren had no stick, and the bees were just passing it around, taking turns, slapping it on net, and not being able to score. Uh, this is being recorded during the third period of the uh, Capitals game. Um, but speaking of... Capital. Um, we didn't have a glove split. on either. The Bruins. <laughs> <laughs> you both side. He doesn't fucking have one. No, it's because you know, just... the problem is, is that he's a right catching goalie. They, they we like, just made a glove side... save without a glove on. <laughs> what side are they doing that? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, we're that we're way, cat busy the for these the goalie year. moments. Oh, man. Cat's at work right now. Um, uh, Isabel is at her dad's house. I was trying to find a clean way to do it, but there ain't one. Transitioning just to the 63 wins, um, breaking an NHL record. And we kind of talked about it before how it'd be really cool, but you know, there are bigger priorities keeping guys healthy through resting them. And you know, when you lock it up that early, you lock up the president's trophy. Uh, don't need to worry about home ice or anything like that. You know, that's when you, okay, I'm going to give, especially these older guys, some rest. And that's kind of uh, not front and center. But now that we have gotten there and <laughs> during a game when six of our starters were rested, including Patrice Bergeron and Brad Marchand, um, how, how does it feel just, you know, uh, I feel like I'm asking the players, like, how does it feel? To have done uh, how do you guys feel as fans looking at this and being like, this is 
the best team in, in history wins wise. Dude, this fucking rocks. Uh, my buddy Woody called me uh, like during the the what would have been the Ford F-150 Final Five uh, just so we could enjoy the moment together. Um, planning on having him on the pod to uh, to break that down on Friday. But uh, yeah, I mean, it just it's wild. Like hockey is... 100 years old, 103 years old or whatever. The Bruins team is 99 years old. Um, I, I guess I should have said the NHL is 100 years old. I was going to say, I think hockey was uh, 1,800. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, man, it, like having that in the record books, like yeah. I, we've talked about this all year on the podcast. This has just been like the most fun team to watch. Like they're always having a good time. They're always in the game, even if – they're down by three goals like it's not over um and rarely have they ever been down by three goals this season um and it really speaks to just kind of the the culture of this team where you can have six of your best players missing uh not including you know injured guys uh and still play a competitive game and still have you know the Bertuzzi Zaka Pasternak line is a that's a first line caliber line uh and oh fuck yeah no sick oh, let's go I always uh, love you were like no a second ahead of me so I knew to look over and I saw that tonight. that was beautiful <laughs> um also I, mean, I hope that is the exact noise you're gonna make throughout the playoffs but just louder so your neighbors hear oh, it <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I, I get so loud during the playoffs. I just didn't want to hear. I don't want to hurt anyone's ears who was listening to this podcast. So I kept my emotions at the. Yeah, no, I just I appreciated the sound of it. It was great. Yeah, I just. Uh, it's just such a fun, fun team to watch and uh, such a special experience. Like, I, I know a lot of people say, like, the, none of this counts if they don't win the cup. And I mean, obviously, we want them. Obviously, we want them to win the cup. <laughs> But like, yeah. even a dominant team like we've we saw the Lightning get swept out of the first round after having a, a historic uh, regular season. Um, I don't think that's going to happen to this Bruins team because we've seen just how deep they are and how prepared they are for anything to happen. And um, but, but still, like the chances that the Bruins win the Stanley Cup are still less than fifty percent. Um, and I, regardless of what happens, like I've still enjoyed the hell out of this season. This is still an important thing that's happened. And, you know, we're going to have this always like this. Uh, this is something that's, you know, going to be able to, you know, we'll, we'll talk about this on this podcast for many years to come. Yeah. It's not, it's not a banner that Nashville can just throw up when they want to. <laughs> Shots fired. Um, but I mean, yeah, Chris, I agree. Special, but you know, playoffs is uh, you still only have a one in sixteen chance. I don't care what all the analysts say. It's it's a I don't know, even even Steven at the beginning of the playoffs. Um, but I feel like this team knows this, like I'm just from what I've seen on social media and clips of behind the B and stuff about uh, from them post game, kind of recognizing that it is a big deal and they're kind of enshrined in history in this way with this record. Um, and people will look back on this team and think wonderful things. Um, but 
at the end of the day, the cup is what you're after. And it's almost, almost all for naught if you don't get there. Obviously, this will stay there. And in 20 years, we'll look fondly remember the 22, 23 Bruins, uh, no matter what. But it will be much more spoken about if you do get that cup. Um, It would be just, wow. It would be the best team in history if they won the cup. You're not just like putting the asterisk like, oh, yeah, regular season or wins wise. If you get the cup with these regular season that they've had, they are the best team that has played in the NHL thus far, which would be super cool. Yeah, I mean, I think like I'm with Chris on the on the way and I talked about a little bit on the pod before, but like I think you have to enjoy what's going on. Like if you're not if you're hinging your happiness with this team on winning the stanley cup then like like what's the point of being a sports fan <laughs> like absolutely it's supposed to be fun and this has been incredible i mean like it sucks that like i feel like i need to bring this up because with one glaring exception made by bruins management earlier this season I... this is aside from that it's been a story but i mean it's been like next to perfect there's been like Nothing to go. The, the obviously the Bruins have dominated in a way that I would say none of us have seen before, but pretty much no one has ever seen before. And they've been fun doing it. Like there's so many fun storylines with this team. There's characters that have been around for. You have Patrice Bergeron, who's been with this team since he was 18 years old, and now he's the captain and he's getting one last run. You got David Krejci coming back from Czechia. You've got your young guys like your Pasternak, who is now extended. You've got like everything. Hampus Lindholm, who came in, was a stud the whole Olmark Swayman dynamic and the fact that they've just been like absolutely astoundingly dominant this season. Like everything has gone right for the Bruins this year. Asterisk with that one thing. And so like, you have to enjoy that, but also, you know, you'll do like, this is, this is the year to win it. Like if, if they, you know what I mean? They, I, I want to see them when it's gonna be stressful in the playoffs. I'm like real hockey's coming up. Like I was saying to Chris before the show, like we haven't had to watch like real, Stressful hockey so long. Yeah, meaningful, yeah. Yeah, and but yet I, I feel like this isn't a team that like is too I don't think they're playing with the, the weight of this record like on their shoulders. I feel like this and I've talked about this before too, but like, I trust this leadership core too much. Like I feel like this is a team that's playing with confidence and not with oh shit, we just ran, you know, whatever 63, 64 wins, whatever it's gonna be here to end the season. Now we need to like go win the Stanley cup. Like, I feel like that's, this is a team that is just confident. And if they lose a game, two games, even I'm not really going to be too hit the panic button. Like, I, I feel like this is a team that can bounce back from things. Well, is, is obviously has a good veteran core. I don't know. We'll see how things go, but I'm, yeah. I'm not terribly like I'm, I'm anxious, but I'm not, necessarily nervous and yeah i also have come to and again this is all with the mega asterisk that if we lose to toronto we will never speak of this again <laughs> i want them i literally want the record erased from the books like this season was canceled COVID happened again it's another thing if that happens we will never speak of this again but other than that even if we lose in the first round i'm still gonna look back on the season finally overall how can you not like it's just been it's been so fun as a fan yeah, I think that's a good point that this this is a team that plays with confidence rather than arrogance. It's uh, I think that's a big thing that distinguishes this team from that that lightning team. Yeah. Um and I mean like shouts to that lightning team because obviously they 
were able to, you know, win a couple of cups after that. But, um, yeah, this feels, this feels different. This feels like that lightning team put their season in cruise control and it felt like cruise control. Mm -hmm. This Bruins team rested some guys and the guys who played fucking we're playing their goddamn hearts out yeah (laughs) yeah and we're still winning by a ton yeah and and it's not only has that happened and allowed you know for this great regular season to continue without really any hiccups um it's also i think just given the team and jim montgomery more confidence and like i don't know if things aren't going right or if someone gets injured or whatever, we still have this to fall back on. Like that. Yeah. Aforementioned Bertuzzi Zaka Pasternak line. That's something that has worked. Um, And if you feel like you're maybe not getting enough from your scoring depth or whatever, you've got Taylor Hall and David Krejci that you can put together with whoever you want on that right wing to be another line. So just having that depth and positional versatility um, not to mention on, you know, on defense where, I mean, you could craft, I think three, four different combinations of guys that you could call a top pairing. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's something not a lot of teams have where, yeah, it just it once again not arrogance, but it gives me so much confidence that this team is going to be able to, you know, not run their way through the playoffs with no problems, but is going to have a better chance than any other team to win a series. Yeah, I feel like it's like a it's it's like a weird mix of being like I mean, anytime the playoffs come around and your team is in it, you feel like just a dreadful sense of anxiety about the you know what i mean but i like maybe that's not even the right word i'm just like you know it's it's nerve-wracking but i also think like this team like it gives you that like cool like mid i feel like i get like mid series like calm assessment of the situation vibes for them like you know like you're three games into a series and you're like all right i feel we got a feel for this now and like I think I know how this is going to go. Like, I feel, you know, I get that vibe almost like nothing's going to, like Chris said earlier, nothing's going to surprise this team, I guess, is a big thing. It's not, oh, shit, this one thing happened or this guy got hurt and now, oh, man, we've never had to do this before. Or, you know, it feels like they can take a lick or two and not really be phased by it. So, which is, I think, a unique characteristic for a team that hasn't taken many licks this season. Like, I feel like that was kind of the thing with Tampa, like, like Chris was saying, they never were really tested throughout the regular season. And so like when it was time, they couldn't turn the jets on again. And that just doesn't seem like that's going to be an issue. I've, you know, we'll see. Yeah, I just, I just think it's going to be interesting how teams match up against them um, in like a full playoff series. Cause I mean, we kind of said it before how when you're matching up against a team, seven games in a row, potentially, mm-hmm strategies change players get to know each other coaches get to know each other and all their tendencies um switching around lineups and stuff it becomes somewhat of a chess match at that point um so it'll be interesting to see how the bruids can hold up to that kind of i guess zoned in dissection of their game from the opponent and the adjustments that their opponents make 
Um, but at the end of the day, you have the best team on paper. You have the best team literally going into the playoffs. Um, I'm, I'm pretty confident. Like you guys kind of said, I, especially Cam, you're saying how you think they're confident, but they're really not getting ahead of themselves. I think it's a team that has that leadership to say, Hey, we're going to take this one game at a time, one series at a time, um, and not really get carried away by the big picture, uh, quite yet, but hopefully, Hopefully yeah. we can get carried away by the big. It's like a, it's now. like an interesting mix of like that, but also I think they know. Like I think there's a sense there that something special to like you saw the video they were tweeting out earlier this week of like Krejci from like I don't know earlier this season giving out one of the game pucks and he was like you know I, I don't know what it is but like something in the in this room feels special this year and like even early look at the you go back and listen to this podcast at the beginning of the season they had that hot start and we were like all right like this has been an impressive start, but like, I remember saying like, at what point is this not like, okay, the Bruins had a really hot start and like, okay, now they're doing something special. And like pretty yeah. early, it was like 10 games in, we were like, all right, wait, hold on. This seems like, this is like a team that's got it. And that was without Martian, like McAvoy at the time. Like it was, you know, that was a very early stage of what this Bruins team would evolve into. And to see it play out as, you know, perfectly as it has, has been wild. Quick timeout for a reminder that the Bruins and Bruins podcast is sponsored by DraftKings. It's NBA playoff time, and that means big hoops action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Get in on the excitement every game with the touch of a button. New customers can make a $5 pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Plus, everyone can score a no-sweat same-game parlay every day during the NBA playoffs. Open the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Opt in and place a same game parlay on any NBA game. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back of up to $10. Download the app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can make a $5 pregame mainline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot and Hill Casino Resort, Kansas. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific response and gambling resources. I had, a, I had a couple other things that I wanted to talk about. One, uh, just some, like, checklist things, some, like... Some real, some a little silly, but so the Bruins just gave up a power play goal that ends their ridiculous penalty kill streak. Well, I I don't know. Maybe that's uh oh they're gonna review that. Yeah, no. I don't know if they're gonna review that, but uh oh no. Uh so that's one thing where like I don't know, going into the playoffs with like weird streaks kind of maybe adds some pressure. I think the the penalty kill streak is a kind of a silly one where like i don't think that's a thing where they're thinking of like worried they're worried about like breaking up this streak of penalty no it's in a just row. they don't want to give up the goal but, like, <laughs> it's the same goal i i think i think vibes wise i don't mind them giving up a, a power play goal there um the the big one for me though was brad marchand scoring a goal before the end of the season so yeah. that he's not going into the playoffs with yeah. this long streak of games where he hasn't scored a, a goal um and then the other one was kind of related, the Bruins power play getting going. And, you know, we know that this is a talented group of offensive players who can 
play on the power play. Like it's not markedly different from last year in terms of who you have in those units. And I think the guys that you were adding to those units are better than the ones that they had last year. So, oh man, that was a sick goal. <laughs> I keep, I keep like, let me just tuning away now. to tune into the podcast. It was a, a saucer. Oh. <laughs> a saucer. But like, that's the thing, like, that's the the thing right there. You finally gave up the PowerPoint. Was goal. it Garnet Hathaway? It was Garnet Hathaway. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. We have a meme to tweet out. Remember? Uh, yeah, Texas. I don't <laughs> know where it. my phone is. It's a very generous use of the word. Thomas, Thomas yes. Nosek with an insane saucer past Garnet Hathaway. Yeah. just like batted it out of the air into the net. Mark that one on your bingo, your bingo fucking boards. <laughs> I gotta find my phone. <laughs> fucking Nosek sauce the Garnet Hathaway. Uh, I mean, and shouts to Nosek who scored his uh, scored a goal early in the game, and that was his hundredth point of his career. And. uh make that one-on-one there and a pretty sick primary assist um but yeah i mean that's hey we, we talked for years about depth scoring and uh, oh, yeah. a, a thing that i wanted to bring up is it's not just about like having guys who can score up and down the lineup it's about you know having guys where like you don't even notice if a guy goes cold for a while because everyone else is just picking up the slack like i didn't no, until a couple of games ago that Martian hadn't scored in however many games. I was no. just like, I don't know. He seems like he's playing normally and maybe just had some bad puck luck. Dude, like Felger would have been trying to trade him for a sixth like last year. If that <laughs> were the case. Like, And yeah, you don't even, I didn't know. I really didn't even know until you said it, like that that was the thing. It's just not. And that's, and that's, that's like what Drew was saying. He's interested to help teams match up. Like that's been the game plan against the Bruins, right? It's locked down the top line or maybe like the top line and then like, one of the wingers in the second line, right? Yeah. But, like, you've never had to – all right, even if, like, you shut down this top line, like, I'm confident the Bruins can win a series, knock on wood, without the top line scoring the goal. Like, it could ha- – with the way they've been scoring this season, it could genuinely happen. And this like, – I just don't know if you're an opposing team how you – you can't – no one can match up with that. And that doesn't mean they're going to win because – Yeah, anything, anything can happen. Hockey is, hockey is dumb and crazy shit happens. Um but it's just like that's the calm. It's just that that are that all these depth. notifications I'm getting from Twitter. Yep. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's Drew spawning things. I'm scared to look at this. I don't even know. I sent it to you guys a while ago, and I've been waiting for the moment to use it. Uh, yeah, but I mean, no team has the depth the Bruins have. It's like, just look down the middle. They have you know the regular four centers, and then they have Zaka and Trent Frederick who could slot in in any situation. And then on defense, I don't think any team has four defensemen, five defensemen who can match up with the Bruins top five defensemen. And no disrespect to the sixth defenseman the Bruins have, but like, I don't know. The Bruins can go probably nine deep on defense too, or like, (laughs) You throw Greer back there, like they've been doing in practice. No, I mean just uh, you have you have Jakob Zaborl, Mike Riley, uh, Ashan. Like the just that there are. What is happening? <laughs> I just saw the garden halfway. <laughs> God damn it! I fucking quit, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm really mad that you uh, didn't 
tweeted out with the uh, anything is possible quote. <laughs> oh shit, I forgot. <laughs> Uh, well, I could we could redo it and no, it's already retweets it, it's already on its way. <laughs> uh, and uh, my creative genius, it, it doesn't stop here. I mean, it kind of does. It's only for Bruins junk memes, but that's, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> hey, at underscore Derek Paul uh, reacted with two laugh emojis. Replied. Um, so he is clearly doubled over laughing. <laughs> oh, man. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to talk about was David Pasternak, uh, all in one, taking care of a, a hat trick, his 60th goal of the year and his 300th of his career. Um, just <laughs> incredible performance art by uh, Mike Felger, uh, trying to pretend like David Pasternak's not, not good at hockey, but uh it really like witnessed one of the great bruins performances of all time this year um the he's got like 40 more points than the next closest bruin it's uh, absolutely incredible like any other year we'd be talking about probably a heart trophy for this guy but uh connor mcdavid decided to go sicko mode and put up 65 goals and 155 points or whatever. Um, yeah. Uh, just good stuff from that guy. Uh, I think that $11.25 million contract or whatever he signed yeah. is an absolute steal. I'm looking so, like a more somehow, of a steal. It's so ridiculous to say. But yeah. um, do, do either of you know uh, whether Olmark is hurt or if Jeremy Swayman is just in for the hell nah, of it? I don't know. The, uh, I saw a tweet saying Olmark yeah, got- looked uncomfortable. Yeah, he got stretchered off. That's why he looked up. After, <laughs> I mean, just Charlie Lindgren, who uh, oh, made no. two of the most incredible saves I've seen all year, uh, and then did have to leave the game with. Oh, here, injury. here's the replay that I'm seeing. Ooh, ooh, yeah, that was a little awkward. It was like he was trying to, like, do a split, go into the right post. And then, like, it just didn't work out. Like, one of the legs kind of gave a little bit on him. Well, I'm glad that can't be blamed on me because I, when I was going through all the depth, I almost went. And, you know, if one of the Bruins goaltenders gets injured, not many teams have a number two who can come in and, you know, basically be the same. Um, but we do. It's still very no, scary. It is my <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes me nervous for sure. I, I would much rather have Olmark in net. You know, you want the Vezina winner in net instead yeah. of, you know, the really good backup. But and so, what, where are they for that uh, award that is like the best goals against average? Oh, the Jennings? Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're they got it. Are in the lead? I don't yeah. think there's even close. Okay. Good. Because, uh, you know, Jay Sway needs needs some uh, some hardware. Needs some hardware. Yeah, Jay Sway, get that hardware. Um, hashtag make it trending. Um, yeah, I, I've I, always loved that award though because it's just like one of the two goaltenders can just like ride the coattails so, of the other and get an NHL award. It's the whose defensive structure is best. <laughs> really, that's what it comes <laughs> down to as well. Yeah. Uh, I obviously. <laughs> Wouldn't hate to see nothing more. Oh, Hathaway just put it off the pipe. 
Oh, all right. Oh, uh, that would have been that would have done great for our meme uh, <laughs> engagement. Also, uh, a guy named Real Jack Edwards liked it, uh, and I was like, I thought he was busy right now, but uh, it, wasn't the, it wasn't the real, real. Yeah, he's it busy checking Bruce and Bruce's Twitter. Uh, I was gonna say, I obviously would, would hate nothing more than to see Jeremy Streaming get hurt, but there would be something in an alternate reality hilarious about some guy being in net when the Bruins set the uh, record for the most wins or, or points or whatever the fuck. Be crazy. Brandon Bussey, uh would be the goaltender in that situation. I mean, not tonight, I don't think, but uh, if Swayman were to get injured and Olmark were to be injured, because they no longer... Oh, I meant like like an e-bug, yeah, but for like right now. Yeah, I I don't know who it would be. be much less funny in the playoffs. (laughs) Uh, I think Tyler Bertuzzi's fit in really well. He has a goal tonight and a couple of dope passes. As a golden night. Uh, let's do it again soon, fellas, huh? Yeah, that'd be great. Um, yeah, Friday? if we like, continued this podcast and not let it die, though we could. You tell us what we should do by going <laughs> to bruisingbruins.com. You can email us at bruisingbruins at gmail.com. You can add us on Twitter at bruisingbruins or Instagram at bruisingbruins, which for years we've talked about doing more with if we yet to have done more with our Instagram. So get us get on us about that. Also, if you we've had you on before um, and you'd like to come on again, bother us because we've been meaning to invite you most likely. Yeah, just, there, there's you know. literally no one that we've had on our podcast that we're just uh, avoiding bringing back. Just... Uh, Billy Jaffe. I would, have Billy, so, I would more, have Billy Jaffe no, back oh, on. He, same, same. I'm just more avoiding asking because the <laughs> yeah. answer is going to be no. <laughs> <laughs> I saw he was on a different Bruins podcast uh, a couple weeks ago. I wanted to listen just we, to see if he was also unenthused about being on that one. We, uh, we need... I would like to have him back on and just really lean into him like not wanting to be there. Just like see how much we can drag out. Well, of wasn't he hung over too? He said he's not having a beer because he was hammered the night before. Basically. I don't remember him saying that specifically, but no, he did. The, like, he did drink coffee on our podcast instead of beer. Like he. Well, kind of he was trying to promote his own. So you know, he's trying to promote his own podcast. Yeah, morning. Um, speaking of that podcast, we should have Razor on sometime, but I don't think Jaffe will like give us the <laughs> thumbs up. Uh, yeah, it's it's funny. Like each time I, I was thinking about hitting up either you know razor sophia and being like hey you want to come on the pod and then like the first thing would be like yeah we've had your co-worker on also but like don't ask him about it <laughs> <laughs> don't ask him about it no i think we'd be much better if we get him on and just be like yeah, yeah like, so like billy came on and he fucking hated it, it hey we'll, we'll be like hey do you know lauren campbell <laughs> her yeah. She's ask her about us <laughs> billy jeff you've had two but ask I, lauren. <laughs> i've also been meaning to ask lauren if she wants to come back on but we, uh, you know, just been really bad about that this we year. We also are like pro writer friends are also super busy with this yeah. season. So uh, like, it thing. turns out they're writing a lot. Uh, <laughs> it turns out there's a lot to the write. Scribes, about. scribes are very busy this time of year. Describe this team in 63 words. Ready, go. Poignant. 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 Cut it. <laughs>